0: Here we go, here we go, here we go again, girls, what's my weakness? Men. Okay, then. You know that old song from from Salt and Pepper? I just lost a button on my damn shirt. Well, it's a good thing that I'm sitting here in my apartment um, not needing to wear a button-down shirt, so <laughs> I can avoid the Total embarrassment that would have befallen me had I been in some sort of business meeting and been cast out because of that. Accidents don't happen to titans of industry, their buttons never wear out. You buy your shirts from better stores than that. This is episode 50, guys. This is Scientology. This is the beginning of season two of Scientology. Episode 50. God damn. How the hell did that happen? Right? crazy. This is not, um, I did not think that this would, I didn't, I, 50 episodes is a lot of me deciding to not quit doing things. That's exactly what this is. I'm going to take my headphones off because they annoy me. Although they're fantastic headphones. I can hear well, I just want to make sure that it's happening and then I take them off. I don't need to hear myself that intensely not that I want to, you know make you feel like you're wrong for wanting to hear me very intensely there's no way to cover all your bases we, I have to stop acting like I can we all have to stop trying to worry about upsetting people or not doing the right things or, or uh, what do you call it just having it all together it doesn't happen Nobody has it all together. We're all just figuring it out. We're all trying to make it work. And fortunately, most of us are trying to do the right thing. I like to think. Most. Not, not half. Not less than, I think that it's a, I think it's like a 60-40. I think 60-40 people are trying to do the right thing. That's my just wild shot in the dark if there are any odds on the, like, actual charts of who knows what's going on in the world. I feel like if we could take some kind of a uh, census of the world's people and they answered it accurately, I feel like you'd find that about 60% of the people, this is just my guess, you're free to guess, you know, higher or lower or bet $1 like that fucking asshole move on the price is right. But I, I think that about 60% of the people in the world are trying to do the right thing. Buy each other. <clears throat> and not be a shithead or thief or fuck people over. Where the hell was this going? Right, episode 50 episode 50, episode 1 of season 2 of Scientology. Very exciting. Very, very exciting. I cannot believe that this happened. I asked for questions. I asked for comments. I asked for feedback. I got very little, but that's okay because I got some and, um, and I'll talk about it. So, people are asking me, how's the Patreon thing going for the podcast? That was one of the first questions that I got, and the answer is just fine. It's great. It's it's not an impressive number from the outside perspective, but I find it very impressive. I have three people who are donating some money to me every month because they enjoy this show, and they feel like it brings some kind of a positive quality to their life, and they want to um, give back, and that's really, truly amazing. It truly is, because I think that Three people is a high indicator that a lot of people enjoy it. I think that your ratio of who actually throws money down for things like this is very small in comparison to the amount of people who actually get a kick out of it and and would give you money to like get in to see your show or something like that, but we have this distance thing when it comes to content that's available for free, right? So we have, you know, because I listen to countless podcasts, and I, I've i given some money before, but I don't do it regularly, and I should, because I get a fantastic amount of um, entertainment out of it, tremendously, I mean, all the time, I'm always going from one podcast to the next, and it wouldn't kill me to just drop five, ten, you know, maybe $20, even if it's a one-time thing, just to as encouragement or as a thank you. You know why I haven't? And I think why a lot of people don't is because sometimes when you do that, they just, it opens up this weird floodgate to where they just keep it like pestering you for money. I did that once for, um, PBS, I think, and they just hounded me so much for more money later on, that I actually regretted giving them any money, so I think that part of, part of the responsibility for being a, uh, what do you call it, not a beggar, but an artist who's putting things out there on like a pay what you will um, type of dynamic, is you have to be willing to be like, it's completely fine, if you take it for free, completely fine, I'm doing this, for bigger reasons than making a bunch of money. That's sort of an investment in my future and the things that I do and the thoughts that I have. But obviously I would love, I would love your support. And, um, so yeah, I think that for where I'm at on my scale here of, you know, I was looking at my numbers. I'm not great at that, at understanding how that all works. But uh, I'll, I'll pull it up right now because it's pretty easy to do. So I can go to the, the hosting site that I use, which is uh, Simplecast, free plug for Simplecast. And I've always had a fine time with them. I got no issues whatsoever. They charge me a little bit of money every month because they do a job. And I appreciate that because I don't know how to do this shit. But I can see, you know, it's like so I got 49 episodes here and I can see all my downloads basically, my stats in this area here. So it says past three weeks, basically the last episode that I did has gotten um, 391 downloads in the past. No, over the past three weeks, I have gotten a total of 391 downloads. And that's like all my episodes, aggregate I I imagine. And then you what's really cool is you can see on this map. This is really exciting. So you can pull this map up, right? And it's the map, it's a map of the whole world. So you can't see what I'm talking about, but I'll describe it. So I just open this thing on this website, and here I can see an entire map of all the places in the world. And on every city where I get a download, or just a vague area even even a um it even gets pretty detailed as it gets into the city right so i can i can zoom in here on new york city and i can see that i have several download points and it breaks it down to basically the neighborhood right so i got a few in the bronx i've got a few in manhattan like 11 in manhattan this is over the past three weeks i've got like five in astoria I've got 14 in Brooklyn, uh, over in New Jersey I've got a couple, got a couple in Newark, so, like eight in Newark, and then you back it out and you can see over here in like Pennsylvania I got some, and it's all these little purple dots that are all over the map, so I've got like some in one side of Pennsylvania and some people in Pittsburgh, I've got some people in uh, Virginia, a few different downloads in different places in Virginia, I've got some Chicago people, Oh, look at this. A couple in Ohio, like tw- uh, right around 20 in Ohio. South Dakota. Salt Lake City, Utah. Albuquerque, New Mexico. Boardman, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. Eugene, Oregon. Sacramento, California. So many different places. Houston, Texas. Friends with Texas. Bunch of places in Texas. Got a big purple dot over Texas. So that's like my my biggest audience. And God bless God bless Texas for you. So it's really exciting. So for all these for all these different downloads and um, however many that is, looks like three hundred ninety one for the past three weeks. If I go to my Patreon thing here, so I can see that I have three. I currently have three Patreon donors, and each of them is donating ten dollars a month, and that's awesome. Wait, are they each donating ten dollars a month? I think two are doing ten, and one is doing five. It doesn't really matter. Anything is great. I'm I'm excited to have anything, and I'm gonna uh, just give their first names and a thank you. We got Brandon, Daniel, and Derek. You guys are my boys, and you got my back. If you don't want me to announce that in the future, I won't. I won't say your last name, because I didn't ask. But, you know, my this is a sincere thank you to you. Because you guys are the uh, the founding members of Scientology. The movement. and um, And it means a lot. So out of 50 episodes, I got three patrons that are actually, uh, throwing down. And that's amazing. And very soon in the next few episodes, I'm going to have, um, some merchandise to sell you guys. I'm going to have, I'm, I've decided I'm going to do tote bags, coffee mugs, and possibly a way for you to buy the things that I put on those as a notebook as well, but I haven't decided, but definitely tote bags and coffee mugs, because I think that's really simple and, and, um, Stuff people can always use that right? I use notebooks all the time, but I don't necessarily anyway so there's that so that's how the patreon thing is going it's It's actually going fine I really and it and it's it's thrilling to me to know that people throw down and actually enjoy this to the point where they're willing to like give me some money every month and Where does that money go? Well, it goes to help me live my life. And all of that fuels into the podcast and the things that you hear me talk about. So that's, that's where that goes. I'm also taking a percentage of it and I'm moving it over into my uh, ELSA fund, which is my one-person show that I'm taking to Edinburgh. And that actually goes on to the next, uh, the next question. No, it's not. But it does feed into a question later on. So uh, this one wasn't a question, but it was one of the next things that somebody said. said you should get sponsors. I agree. I should get sponsors, but I don't think that that's exactly how that works. I really don't know how getting sponsorship works other than, um, I think you have to have a certain amount of listenership. And I also think people find you rather than you finding them. I think that that's a, uh, a key element to getting a sponsor is they, <laughs> they approach you, but I would love to have sponsorship because that's, that's income that is, um, that helps produce this and keep it rolling. So if you have any leads on anybody who might be interested in sponsoring the podcast, or you yourself would like to do that for some, maybe you're trying to get a product off the ground or something, I'll be happy to pitch it for you. If you got something that you're trying to uh, spread the word about, I've got a small reach, but it's getting bigger every time. So there's that. So I, I agree. I should get sponsors. I um, stamps.com hasn't come banging on the old apartment door yet, but one of these days, everything that I want's gonna be mine. And if it ain't, that'll be all right as long as there's sunshine and a big old brew. What movie's that from? Three, two, one. Stripes. The answer was stripes. Alright, so what is the next question on here? Oh, next question. So I did this tweet uh, yesterday, or wrote this tweet yesterday, that um, tweeted a tweet? Why is this part of the English language? Why is this something that we have to figure out how to say now? And it goes all the way up the chain of, like, importance. Tweeting. We're all tweeting tweets and twitters and twits and twats and fucking sounding like little kids. Anyway, I participate in it. I'm certainly not better than it or above it by any means. And I like to write my thoughts out and launch them out into the world and see how they might resonate with people. That's part of the uh, whole, Um, what do you call it, equation of us reaching out blindly into the uh, darkness of the internet and trying to grab hands with each other and make sure that we're not alone. So, yeah, I tweeted this thing that I had written just because I was thinking about it after I I said this to some people. I said, I've never really considered myself a tough guy, quote-unquote, but I, I have to admit that when I tell people to stop horsing around, they listen to me. Strangers do this. And the reason that happened was there was some kids uh, on the subway that were doing something, and they bumped into somebody, and I just announced to them and to the public and anybody who was listening, I said, no more horsing around. And they just looked right at me, and they stopped. And other people looked at me too. They're like, is that guy the dad of the subway right now? And I think that I am, or was. At that time. So that's what that was about. And I think I've done that a number of times in the past. If something weird's going on. There was one time when I actually pretended to be a cop. Not on the subway. Although I've wanted to do that many times. But uh, I used to live about 10 blocks away. No. It doesn't matter. I used to live in this neighborhood. But not where I live right now. And um, outside of my apartment building. There was some street toughs. (laughs) <laughs> no like just some some kind of hoodlum kids uh, running around we were over by the movie theater is where this place was and so you got a lot of wandering around people at night after they would get out of there or they'd go over to Applebee's and have a bunch of overpriced cocktails and uh, some jalapeno poppers you know how people get after that and um, they were walking down their street throwing, like, potted plants and shit on the ground, knocking stuff over, fucking things up, kicking over trash cans and just causing a ruckus. A ruckus. An official ruckus. And I saw them doing it, and then they went down the street, and I I don't know why I felt like this was a smart idea, but I just couldn't seem to stop myself, and I just threw a shirt on, and uh, I ran down the street... And I started and I said, Hey, hey. And they were like, What? I said, I'm an off duty, I'm an off duty, you fucking NYPD officer. I live on this street, and a lot of people do. You need to get your shit together, grow the fuck up. I got a half a mind to call some guys in here and take you in. And they got in line. And I think that. If we were all brought before a judge, I would definitely be in trouble too. Because I don't think you're supposed to impersonate a police officer. But I was doing it for the right reasons. I was protecting my neighbor's potted plants and personal outside possessions. Felt really good to do. I gotta admit. It made me want to do it more. I've often been in that situation on the subway where I've really wished that I was a cop. I would be, I would get so fired. I would get so fucking fired for being a policeman. Oh, it'd be bad. I just, I mean, I would start out with the right intentions, you know? Just telling, telling people like, like, you can't play your music on the subway like that. Everybody's here. This is not your space. This is public space. Shut up. I would do that a lot. I would just flash my bag and be like, shut up. That's probably the main thing I'd do, I think. Just people talking loudly to themselves or uh, bothering strangers or whatever, and I'd just walk in and be like, "I'm a police officer. Shut the fuck up." I don't think I'd write a lot of tickets, but I definitely, I definitely really exercise my "shut the fuck up" ability. And then I, but then it would slide. I would, I would, I would just start pepper spraying people and tasering them it would be bad I would have to keep going back and getting a new taser over and over again if they didn't I'm sure they check why you tased somebody I was like ah he was he wouldn't stop checking to see which ringtone was better on his phone and I just tasered him he needed it he's not gonna do that anymore I would I would definitely I would definitely get in trouble but I'd clean up these goddamn streets, at least for a minute. All right. So that's what that horse and around thing was about. Okay. So, and then I had uh, my friend Daniel—not the Daniel who's uh, the uh, one of the three patrons, but a different friend of mine. Daniel sent a video, and I'm going to watch that now. So this is uh, sent to me on Facebook. See if I can turn this up. So you guys can hear it if that's how it's working. Now it feels to chew 5 gum. 5 gum commercial. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Now it feels to chew. I'm going to pause this. So 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 somebody took that um the 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 that gum that's like um what is it? It's like a double mint from the future. It's called five gum. I don't know where they came from, where they came up with that name, but you know how they have, they've had those weird commercials. They (laughs) said how it feels to chew this gum. And there was, I remember there was some example of a guy like laying on a giant vat of vibrating ball bearings or something like that, which is exactly what you want in a gum. But, um, anyway, somebody took that, Bookended it with how it feels to chew five gum, and then when you watch the video, there's a man with a blindfold on who's not in shape, not necessarily out of shape, got kind of a gumby body, and a let's see, he's getting kicked in the dick. He's naked. Let's watch. Feels to chew five gum. Oh fuck, man. <laughs> okay, we're gonna pause this and kind of. Jesus Christ. Alright. So there's a... Uh, he's completely naked. Got farmer's tan. Blindfold. He's got kind of like shoulder-length dark hair. Kind of a... Uh, Danzig goes to prom kind of look. And then uh real... Kind of a big dick and nuts on him. And then there's a... Girl behind him looks like she's Filipino, has shoes on, a collar around her neck, she's topless, has her own set of tan lines around those titties, and she's wearing bottoms so she's not completely exposed. And she gets a fucking double step and kicks this guy from behind right in the dick and the balls. Let's see it again. And he's not happy about it. Fuck! Jesus Christ. (laughs) Ah, She fucking toe kicked him in the dick from behind. His ball bag and dick are red. This is not their first take. This happened a couple of times minimum. But he's screaming like it's the first time it's ever happened. I, I hope he's getting his money's worth. God damn it. Well, you've sold me on the gum. Fucking hell. Why do people do that shit? Jesus Christ. Jesus God damn. The human mind is a fucked up thing. That's so weird. Ah, oh, God. Well, good for whoever for having a sense of humor to put that to a phony commercial. Thanks for sending that in, Daniel. That was definitely 50th episode worthy. If anybody else has any weird shit you want me to watch, just go ahead and send it because that's the kind of thing I'm opening up myself for in doing this podcast and living in a public sphere, let's say. Jesus. What makes a person do that? What makes a person say, I want you, here's what I want you to do. The blindfold is the Really the tamest aspect of this. I need you to stand behind me while I look the other direction and just get a running start and kick me as hard as you can from behind in the dick in my balls. You know, a lot of people spend their lives avoiding problems and and, and doing a lot to like minimize the chaos in their lives Where does that manifest? Where does that come from? That feeling of needing to like is that a is that a a side effect of not having enough misfortune in your life or having some kind of weird torture thing happen to you when you were developing as a child or man that is a hard thing to unravel. But he's putting that girl through college, so I guess he's doing some good. All right, moving right along. Next question, boxers or briefs? I knew this one was coming. It just seems like a standard question that people ask when they don't have another question to ask of men. And I, I can't imagine that anybody's actually genuinely curious as to whether or not I wear boxer briefs or... No, well, that's the answer wear boxes of briefs. Who the fuck wears briefs, first of all? I wear a box of briefs. It's a hybrid. It seems to be the primary under underpants of uh, modern men. It's like kind of a cotton boxer short. Not cotton boxer short, but co- cotton biker, bike shorts type thing. So it hugs your legs. I don't really understand the advantage of uh, briefs or whitey tighties. I, I, it seems like the bare minimum. Which, you know. Maybe that's what you're looking for in underwear. I don't know. Boxers don't make sense to me. As uh, an actual. Bit of underwear. They make sense to sleep in. I have boxers. I sleep in them sometimes. Um, they're comfortable. Sure. it's Basically just like. Pajamas in the form of shorts to me. But as like functional underwear walking around in the world. I don't really see the point of it. It almost. That's like wearing a bathing suit or something underneath your jeans to me. I like the idea of um, a little bit of support and constriction around all my stuff. Maybe you don't. Maybe that's where that comes from you don't want any kind of constraint, maybe you have a very demanding job and you already feel constrained enough as it is, or you're in a relationship that's a little bit more domineering than you would like it to be from the other person onto you, and you feel like you want to have some control over some portion of your life so you don't put any kind of guidelines on where your dick and nuts can flop around inside your pants. Maybe that's the psychology of boxer shorts. Maybe. And maybe in, in a, a converse way, you don't have enough uh, structure in your life. Maybe you can do anything that you want. Maybe you don't have enough constraint. And so you need to confine your balls and penis into a set of... Underwear that's kind of like a diaper if it were uninflated and wrapped around your body. Like, uh, yeah, like, just a little bit, a little bit uncomfortable for people to see. You know? Because I think that's the main thing. That's the main thing that I don't like about whitey tidies Is that you, sh- if you should find yourself in a situation where you're, um in your underwear and someone else sees you in your underwear that's just not something that's not a good look really for most people i mean obviously the you know the rare adonis among us can pull that kind of thing off and you know if you're if you're european maybe it's different i don't know that reminds me i got some downloads over in europe which is wonderful that's the one thing that I forgot to mention on the map. I got some in Amsterdam, I got some in Norway and I got some in uh, England, and that's all as a result of doing those military tours. But anyway, I think we've gone we've, we've gotten to the bottom of underwear. If you have more questions about underwear, you can follow me on uh, Paul talks about underwear on Twitter. Um, that's not. I maybe I'll set that up if there's enough of a demand. Alright, moving right along. How is Elsa going? Elsa is my one-person show that I'm taking to Edinburgh in August. And um, Elsa's going very well. I've done rewrites on it. I've uh, got it in a place where I'm I'm really, really very happy with what it is. And uh, it's a very serious, personal thing uh, that's got a lot of comedy to it and a lot of sadness to it and a lot of real life to it. But uh, it's uh, the best thing I've ever done. And I guess that when you're asking how it's going is, how is the GoFundMe going? GoFundMe's going great. It's been up for 10 days, and I'm looking to raise $8,000 to take the show to Scotland, which in and of itself, the entire trip to Scotland and uh, the fees and all the things that it'll take, because I'll be over there for 23 days, that's going to be about a $6,000 endeavor. Uh, and the other $2,000 that I'm trying to raise is to get the show to a few U.S. cities before I take it to Scotland, and 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 I am proud to say that within 10 days, I have raised $1,845 from the kind and generous donations of these people, who I am now going to thank publicly on um, my podcast as per part of Uh, uh, just a thank you, because it's it's incredibly, incredibly generous of you to do, and these are special thanks going to, in no particular order, and I'm not saying the names of the people who requested to donate anonymously, so, thank you very much, Sherry Newman, thank you very much, Derek Scott, thank you very much, Megan Burnett, thank you to Eric Diekman, thank you to Sean Whitehead and Jamin Whitehead. Thank you to Kyle Bosch. Thank you to Wendy Everest. Thank you, Michael Federa. Thank you, Rainy Rowan. Thank you, Jody Bliss, a new co-producer on Elsa, for her extremely generous donation. Thank you, Christopher Odo, my brother. Thank you, Ian Morrison out in Los Angeles. Thank you very much. I hope to bring the show to you guys very soon out there in L.A. Thank you to Alex and Amita Odo my brother and sister-in-law, up in Portland. I'm hoping to bring the show to Portland as well. Thank you to Josh Fontenot out in Chicago, another place that I'd like to bring the show to. Thank you to Carrie Ann Deo. Thank you to Travis Lissy. And thank you to Elizabeth Davis. And also Bob Biggerstaff, because she donated in your name too. And Bob Biggerstaff is my roommate and a uh, big dumb idiot that I call my friend who's not here right now, he's gone till the 28th, pretty nice having a whole apartment to yourself for a little bit, and he had it too, when I was gone doing those military shows, he he had the whole place to himself for a while, so one of the good things about living with comics is uh, you don't see him all the time, all right, so how is Elsa going, well, Uh, The only other thing is that I might be doing a show here in New York City again very soon because, according to my management, I need to have a tape to submit to Edinburgh as soon as possible so that I can get a good venue. So I'm thinking about doing a show here before I take the show to Los Angeles again, and I really hope that anybody in New York who's available will come to that because it would really mean a lot to me and I'm also getting I've got a lot of new aspects to the show that I would really love to uh, have you guys see and give me feedback on. So that will uh that will hopefully be soon. All right. So where are we at right now with episode 50? So that's all the questions and uh comments I believe. Oh no, there was one other. How did you take losing your hair? Which I thought was a funny one. I've a- I've actually answered this question before. Um I don't think I've answered it on the podcast, but I've certainly had people ask me that before or bring it up. Um, It's always interesting to me that people bring that up because a funny thing about losing your hair as a guy, uh, at least in my experience, is that once you've kind of made your peace with it, you don't really think about it, but you always forget that it... It is something that people notice and it's also a thing that especially guys who are losing their hair who have not made their peace with it notice about you and notice how you deal with it. Right? Like, look, I'm in a fortunate position with having lost my hair the way that I did because A, I'm not like cue ball Homer Simpson bald. I still have... Um, I shave my head very, very short, but I still have like a certain amount of like grass on the field and, but I just write it off as being like just that. It's a lawn that I keep mowed. Also, I'm, I'm uh, fortunate in the respect that, well, in many, many ways, I'm very fortunate. I'm an extremely fortunate person in countless ways, but as it relates to like facial hair and general appearance, uh, I got a fine shaped head it works out for this. Um, I think that it's uh, it's fine. I'm not modeling sunglasses or anything like that, but it's, it's fine. Um, I also am uh, able to grow a very thick beard, which I think is something that when you're losing your hair, you want to do because not that it necessarily replaces your hair on your head, but it's something to be in charge of the f- hair on your cranium, something about it, it's like, it just, for me, it feels nice to, like, I don't know, I find it, I'm rubbing it right now as I talk, I, uh, I find it soothing to, like, put my, uh, my hands on my beard, I enjoy it, I think that, um, I think that it just kind of, It's almost like one of those, I would, shit, I don't know, this is a weird question, because I don't think about it much, right? Like, that's the thing, and I would like to have a better answer for it, but I'll say that if you're a guy who's losing his hair and doesn't have, like, a great, uh, handle on that, you're not, you're not happy about it, because it is something that's, you know, it's out of your, it's out of your control, and a lot of aspects of life that are out of our control, we have we have to go through a bit of a, a grieving process with and, and coming to terms with what that means. You just bite the bullet, man. You just go for it. I think that it's very important to control the things that you can control in your life. So just go with a short-ass haircut, as short as you're comfortable with. Ideally, shave your head. If you can grow a beard, grow it. And then just start... working on your personality, and exercising. And aside from that, maybe get yourself some bald role models and just move forward because it's a masculine look. Women like it. And And to be honest, any woman who doesn't like it, you don't want to be with that superficial bitch. You don't want to deal with that bullshit. You want somebody who likes you for who you are and what you look like Without apologizing or making excuses or making it out to be something that it's not. You just be the best version of yourself. Don't, don't be like, fuck what anybody else thinks, because that's not the point either. You just focus on caring about yourself. Do the best for yourself. Make yourself out to be somebody that you... ...like. And I say that as a person who has a hard time with that. I have a hard time with liking myself. And the... I've always had that. It's always been a thing. Where it's like, no matter how much I try to be nice to myself, which I think is bullshit. Like... And that even sounds cynical. But the reason I say that is because I I struggle to be fair to myself. And not overly harsh. That's the thing that you got to watch out for. Because people that are nice to themselves, I kind of tend to call bullshit on that too. Because then you're just letting yourself get away with stuff. And you need to have a certain amount of accountability. But being fair to yourself means something different. So be fair to yourself. Be disciplined. Be firm. But just understand that it's like, dude, this is what guys look like. This is what men look like. Think about men. Think about uh, like 10, ten guys, all dicks out jacking off on you. No, just like think about, think about just ten guys in your mind. Just like iconic people in that group of ten. I guarantee you, there's at least at least three or four of them are bald dudes. Just like iconic men in your mind it's a normal looking thing. You are normal looking. The idea of losing your hair is absolutely normal and natural. And it looks good on dudes who don't give a fuck. If you just don't give a fuck and you're like, yeah, fuck you. You don't like the way I look. There's plenty of other people to look at. You go look at them and just own it, man. And you just keep moving. Don't worry about it. Control what you can control and fuck anybody who thinks otherwise. What was I even going to talk about here? I think, I think episode fifty is probably getting pretty close to being wrapped up. Yeah, I'm at forty minutes. Was there anything else I wanted to talk about? Something. Oh yeah, this is a segment that I was thinking about bringing in. So I keep a journal, right? And I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good about staying on top of it. Um, I'm trying to be better about doing that. That's, um, if I I don't, I don't really, I'm not one for new year's resolutions, but every single time there is a new year, you know, it's hard to not want to try to do more of things you like and less of things that you don't. And one of the things that I always enjoy doing is keeping a a journal. I feel like it's a, um, a helpful thing. Helps you clarify your thoughts to write them down and, uh, to keep track of your life. So I have a stack of journals over the years. So, this is something that I was thinking about kind of wrapping up episodes of Scientology with, is looking at my journal from last year, about this time, and uh, seeing what I was concerned with then, and comparing it to right now. So, when I go back to the uh, middle of January from 2018, excuse me, 2019... Ah uh, these are my notes from uh just the general month recap so i'm trying to get a schedule of some trying to get a schedule of some kind going is what I've written to myself My goals for this month are to get furniture up and running hmm furniture f u r r n i t u r e furniture is an idea that i had for a uh, very fancy cuz I I make I make furniture from time to time not not this thing but I have uh I do woodworking I work in metal and and wood and um this idea that I had, had was to make very nice pieces of furniture like a credenza or something for your apartment for New York City apartments that hide uh cat's litter boxes but in like really nice looking pieces of of furniture there's like a little a little hole in the side and the cat can go inside of there and then it has to step over a few different things and knock the litter off of its feet when it walks out is the idea that you don't track litter out into your apartment and also the litter box is hidden in plain view but it's a nice piece of like it's a nice piece that you can have in your apartment that maybe has some drawers on the top of it maybe a little cabinet on the side you can put stuff in but it just blends in with the rest of your stuff it's like made out of walnut and um painted nice colors has some has a nice like uh set of wooden feet like a skirt around the bottom of it and a hardwood top and um yeah i made one it's actually sitting right here next to next to me underneath my desk i just use it for storage now but i admit, made it as a prototype i was going to give it to um my ex who has my my ex cat and then at the last minute i decided that there was too much sentimental attachment to that so i backed away but I was gonna try to um, get that thing up and running, but I just got other things going. So that was the furniture thing. I was uh, get a, v- and then I have these boxes to check: make a video, make a website, make photos for the website, concept art for other models. Hmm, I had a lofty goal there. That um, that didn't happen. I mean, I made the prototype; it's here, so I did make it. But I just I put it on the back burner because it's like. One of a hundred projects that I'm trying to do. Um, let's see. Go swim at least twice a week. I did that for a while. I've re- I've had I've had to quit that gym that had this pool since then because it's just too far out of the way. But it was a great gym. Uh, start PF Tech, which is a uh, that's mushroom related. So I've done things with it, but I have not done that. Write out the cat show, which ended up being Elsa. So I wrote that all out, and I've actually since done it. And so, yeah, that's good. Finish pet portraits. I did. Very recently, I sent these last ones off. But it took me about a year since I wrote that. Jesus. Get a comedy show going, regularly. That didn't quite pan out. I think we did a couple of them, but didn't it wasn't it's a lot of work again, I got a lot of other things going on. get a pull up bar did that finish building a wall in my apartment did that uh bring dinner table home, which I made, and I brought home, so I did that at the time I was oh yeah i paid my paid my brother back. he'd given me a thirteen hundred dollar loan for uh that furniture business not the not the cat furniture but the the actual shop that I still am... Uh, part controlling member of out there. My brother was kind enough to loan us $1,300 and we paid him back. And I have that written down here that I did that. So that's good. Had some projects at the shop I was working on. I was working it off the wagon back then. I am no longer doing that, but that was a crazy time and that was really good. I'm trying to see if I had written any thoughts that I was actually like concerned with that were on my mind that I needed to... uh examine huh February this is February I'm going all the way into February here well anyway so this is the first first time I've done this but maybe I'll maybe next time I'll look a little deeper and see if I can find any like thoughts that I was having at the time that I may or may not still think now so that's a segment and um, again this is season 2 we're just moving right along. I'm trying to develop more. I'm going to be putting these on YouTube now. I know that's a new development that I'm going to do, so I'm going to I'm gonna upload this one onto YouTube tonight. I'm going to... And so that will be that as well. And you can listen to this on there or pass it around. Um, yeah. So we're going on to 100. That's my goal. And I'm going to hopefully have at least three more Patreon members by then. Maybe a sponsor. Who knows? Um, if you've, if you are currently a patron of the show, I want you to know that it means a lot to me and I, uh, more than I can even tell you. And I am always thinking of ways that I can try to give back to you specifically about this and, and I will, I'm, uh, just trying to lay everything out correctly and, um, in a way that I will actually get done. If you have donated to the show, Elsa thank you again. Uh, if you're thinking about donating to it, please do. I will, uh, put a link to that on my social media. If you like the show, if you like the podcast, I'm, I'm super pumped that you do. Please spread the word. Um, leave a review on Apple podcasts. It helps other people find the show. And um, tell people about it and bring more people into the thing. Let's let's keep this going. Send me emails. Send me videos. More videos of guys getting kicked in the nuts. I don't give a shit. Whatever it might be. It's fun. But we're in this and I'm, I'm, I'm too deep to quit now. So thank you for listening and thank you for being a part of it. And I hope that this has helped you pass some time. And um, yeah, we're in this together, guys. Do not be afraid. This is Paul Odo saying thanks for listening and welcome to uh, Season 2 of Scientology. Let's see what happens.